I decided, Siva, um, like a few hours before we did this, that I will not have any English Premier League players in my team because I'm just bored of seeing their names in FPL mm. every week. So zero players from EPL. So you've decided to ban players from the best league in the tournament. Yeah. It's, it's a bold strategy, Sam. Let's see if it pays off for you. I, I doubt it will. <laughs> but let's have fun, I guess. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever UCL fantasy FPL banger show, I guess. I don't know. It's match day one. <laughs> we don't have a name for it. I'm joined once again by Sam. My name is Siva. Sam, how we don't talk about UCL fantasy, but we thought we'd do it this season. How often do you play? How, how seriously do you take it? Are you the kind of guy who signs up and then misses all the deadlines or do you actually show up for this game never miss a deadline Siva. never miss a deadline i think we've been playing UCL fantasy together for like two three years maybe yes yeah um we don't usually talk about it much we have a league for it which i'm sure Siva will reveal later on but yeah we, we don't talk about it much we we play it mostly for fun i i don't miss a deadline but i play it kind of casually I don't go so deep into fixtures and chip strategy and stuff like that. I mean, I do that for FPL. I want to give my mind a break <laughs> in UCL fantasy. I'm still addicted to fantasy, so I still play it. Yeah, and let, let, no offense, okay, but we live in a country where deadlines are going to be at 12 at night, sometimes 2.30 at night. We don't miss any of the deadlines. So no excuse, no offense for you people living in the UK and in Europe to miss any of these deadlines. Okay, like it's easy enough. And uh, for those who don't know, right, there is an app for UCL Fantasy, the official app. They allow you to switch on reminders, push notifications. So you really should be okay. It's only six match days to begin with, and then you go into the knockout rounds next year. So let's very briefly talk about rules. And I don't want to waste time because anybody can go and read these rules themselves. But let's just talk about the slight differences with FPL in terms of chips. So it's only six match days to begin with in the group stage. You have a wild card, which you could use in the knockout stages, but most people tend to use it up in the group stage because that's when the most fixtures happen. Uh, and therefore, people would say that that's the most potential to gain in terms of points. Once you get to the knockout rounds, everybody kind of has the same team. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you also have the limitless chip, which is a one-week free hit with no budget. That's basically the easiest way to describe it. Uh, so you do that typically when the biggest teams all have a good round of fixtures and you just want them off for one week. That's usually how Limitless would work. And so that kind of has to factor in your match day one team because if you think about it, your match day one team can be a free hit team and then you can walk out in match day two or you can Limitless in match day two. We'll talk about fixtures after this. Uh, I guess manual substitution, Sam, pretty important in this game. Hmm. This is the one yeah, game yeah, where... Yeah. Yeah. So you make manual subs, you can make up to four manual subs. So it's kind of important to look at when fixtures are being played because Champions League fixtures are played on two days. So let's say all the guys play on Tuesday. You want some guys who play on the Wednesday because they can then be subbed in manually depending on who did badly, then you bring in somebody else. Yeah. So ideally, you would want keepers or your both your keepers to play on different days because you can yeah. play one. If he doesn't get a clean sheet, sub him out, sub in the next guy. And, you know, three subs at least who will play. But you'll, you'll probably get that. I think keepers is the one the most. Oh, 
captaincy options. Yeah, you probably want a captaincy option in every match day. Yeah, and I've done my first draft without even, and I forgot about captaincy almost. Like I just took it for granted because Haaland's playing on match day one. But if you think about it, you kind of want a secondary captain if, heaven forbid, Haaland gets benched, right? And then you're stuck with Haaland captains. You kind of want somebody who plays on the Wednesday who is a viable captaincy pick. So something to think about when you're drafting. Yeah, and um, you change it in between the days, by the way. You can't change it like in between matches, <laughs> just, just yeah. to make it clear. Um, yeah. Another thing in the rules that I, I love about UCL Fantasy is the fact that you get points for every three clearances. Mm. Um, I Yeah, so that uh, includes interceptions and, and things like that. So DMs and centre-backs are a lot more viable in UCL Fantasy compared to normal FPL. Um, yeah. yeah. Ball, no ball recovery points. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, recovery points. That's 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 the term they use. So for clearance, tackles, um, interceptions, and uh, but there's no bonus points. You do, however, get a player of the match point or something like that, right? Like extra points. Man, of, your, man of the match. Show. Man of the match. Yeah, <laughs> man of the match points. Um, if you are named man of the match, so that's an extra three points. Yeah, extra three points, yeah. uh, which is a very arbitrary kind of like UEFA picks a man of the match and uh, you'll yeah. see these guys holding up their awards and they get three points, which is kind of cool. And you get one extra point if uh, you score a goal outside the box, which is um, kind of doesn't really affect things, but kind of fun. Yeah, I imagine someone like Madison next season, if Spurs get in, would be really cool. That's kind of why I always used to have KDB in earlier uh, versions. And you also get points for winning a pen. Unlike FPL, where you may not get the assist because the guy may miss the pen. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Little nuances, but honestly, it's not that hard to pick up. It's pretty easy. Uh, let's talk teams. Okay, so I've borrowed this FDR chart from FPL Freedom. It was a very good friend of the pod. Now, it's weighted based on match day one fixtures. Because for me, and I we, we don't want to waste too much time on chip strategy because everybody might do it differently. But for me, Sam, I'm taking match day one as kind of a pure free hit, like a punt. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I have some good, you know, players who would be good either way, like City players, Barcelona players. But I, I'm not attached to my match day one team. I am comfortable using Limitless in match day two or probably Walcott in match day two. So on that basis, I really want to go all out match day one. Because as you will see from this fixture, if you're looking at the video, most of the teams that have a good fixture in match day one don't really have a good match day two. Or at least it's a much harder version. So which teams are you looking to target from here, I guess? Well, um, Man City pretty much has good fixtures. All, every fixture is a good fixture for them. It's one of the easiest groups. Best group. I mean, yeah. they play uh, Red Star Belgrade, Leipzig, who they beat last year um, multiple times by very big margins. Young Boys. Yeah, it's, it's an easy group for City. I, I I mean, you would have to be very very stubborn not to have City players, but that's, we'll come to drafts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like you said, Siva, it really depends on your strategy. So you are looking at like you want a wild card in game week two. Basically, kinda, maybe. Most likely, but maybe so limited. You're just looking at match day one fixtures. My plan is to wildcard in match day three. So I'm looking at the mm-hmm. first two fixtures. I like the match day three wildcard plan. I did it last year as well because if you target teams that have a good fixture in match day three, they will have a good fixture in match day four as well. So you're getting two fixtures against maybe a weak team. 
Um, so that's why I like that. So it really depends. Um, think about it when you want a wildcard. Really, you have you should you really should wildcard in the group stage. So you know, yeah. and then and then make your chances based on that. Yeah, I think ultimately you have to, uh, you kind of want to use all the chips in the group stage because that's when there's most differentiation. So that's when you can really sort of make some ground. It, once you get to knockout stages, it's really template because yeah. uh, the pool of players is so much yeah. smaller. First knockout stage is still all right, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But once the further you go, the longer you hold on to your chip, the worse it becomes, basically. And you get unlimited transfers for the first knockout stage. So you effectively get another wildcard. Uh so kind of again you're effectively if you're saving any chips you have to use them in the quarterfinals by which point there are only eight teams left yeah it just doesn't sit well with me uh let's talk about teams okay let's talk in general then not so much a match day one per se because i think the teams that have a good match day one as you can see from the screen have a good match day three and four uh won't focus too much on match day six because by then a lot of teams will have qualified and so if you're city for example you're gonna bench most of your big guys uh, so I don't think you can guarantee having those guys for match day six as well. Porto, what did you feel about? I I I've looked at some of their stats from this season. They look a bit uh, inconsistent. They look like they've lost a few players, and I'm not really sure how to call their group. So I I think I would swerve Porto personally. Maybe at most have one player. Yeah, I don't have any Porto players. Um, last year I had Diego Costa, who I think most people in USF and say had really good, but really expensive this year at five point five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk positions after this. Um, mm-hmm. Other teams, I think Leipzig, really decent fixtures apart from the city run. Like if you can avoid their two city fixtures, again, it's a really decent group. Yeah, um, and very attacking team. So very attacking. Got off to a very good start in the season. Xavi uh, Simons, Daniel Moore. I mean, yeah. a lot of cheap assets as well. Good, cheap defenders. I like Barcelona. I think they got a pretty good group as well. Yeah. Royal Antwerp, Porto, Shakhtar. I mean, again, very, very favorable fixtures. Uh, Royal Antwerp haven't played in Europe for something like 60 years. Uh, yeah, I think I think Barca should be fine. Uh, triple Inter, Barca. Looks well. good. Yeah, yeah. Barca. Inter has a pretty good group and they re- they started really strong. Um their domestic season. Inter's a good shot because I feel like a lot of people will look at that first game against Real Sociedad and think, okay, Inter probably avoid, maybe tough. But actually, if you think about it, Inter have started off, like you said, a really good run to start the season. They have not conceded a goal and I think they've won something like 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. Look in good form. Sociedad, on the other hand, have started very slow. Uh, they've lost David Silva, who had to retire. And that seems to have affected them. Like, they drew three out of their first four games. So, I th- and Inter finalist last season, right? So kept most of their squad, uh, with the exception of Lukaku, which is probably an improvement. Uh, and they play Sporting Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon. What am I saying? Sporting Lisbon. They play Benfica and, and Red Bull Salzburg. Yeah. I ultimately, I think decent fixtures. Inter is one of those teams where I think, yeah, you could definitely look at Bayern. Let's talk about Bayern because they play United in match day one, and I'm leaning towards avoiding Bayern, but I feel like you're more enthusiastic than I am. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a bad fixture for Bayern. <laughs> Bayern are really strong this year. I think they've um, the two signings, Harry Kane and Kim Min Jae, really solidified the team. They have a proper goal scorer now, a proper defender that holds everything together. They start strong. I think um, I, I'm not fencing United's chances against them. 
Yeah, I guess, I mean, the colours sort of make you feel more biased, but if you step back and think, yeah, Bayern at home to United feels like a good fixture, and then they play Copenhagen, Galatasaray. Yeah, I can see the uh, the logic. Uh, let's talk about, about a couple more teams, Arsenal and PSG. Let's start off with PSG. Typically, UCL Fantasy, number one rule, always have Mbappe, always captain Mbappe. Is that still true this year? Because really tough group, Dortmund, Newcastle, Milan. Uh, Dortmund has started quite poorly, actually. So, yes, they have pedigree, and I think that's what people are scared of, but they've actually not been playing so well in the Bundesliga. And Mbappe has been insane since he came back. As he always is. He did have a knock during international break, so, I mean, you'll have to sort of uh, see this closer to the deadline. But So, you're comfortable having PSG players, or is it just Mbappe, the only one you'd have? Yeah, just Mbappe. <laughs> just Mbappe, man, it's all you need. I know like those... he scored like four goals in the two games he's in back or something like that. Some, yeah. some something. And crazy. he's like like a Haaland, right? You can you can you even in the hardest of fixtures, you can only go so wrong. I don't think yeah, you can go too yeah. badly. Fixture proof, basically. Yeah, I am gonna avoid Arsenal. I think. And am I being too negative? Because it looks like a, I mean PSV, Lens, and Sevilla. Didn't you uh, play against PSV last year? Yeah, we didn't win. You did, right? Yeah. So is yeah. that is that why you're scared? Mm, I think we'll do better this time because it's a fixture we we'll take more seriously. It's Champions League, but I'm not. I don't think it's so good compared to like all, look at all these other teams. And I think they all have much better game week one fixtures and just better fixtures across the board. I feel like Arsenal's at most maybe Saka is the only one I would have. Mm. <coughs> Sorry. But um, I was going to say, Lens and Sevilla, Sevilla has been quite bad as well in their respective leagues. So, in that respect, a good group for Arsenal. But sometimes you never know. They can do poorly in their domestic league. But, but then when it comes to Champions League, you know, they turn it on. So Yeah, lo- uh, I think it's Lons. We're going to have to work on our pronunciation Lons. here. But yeah, Lons. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. But... It's very French people. They, yeah, they have both, uh, both them and Sevilla started quite poorly. So if you're taking it, if not so much a match day one focus like you are, Sam, if you're looking a more broad based match day one and match day two, then maybe Arsenal players make more sense. Um, anybody, anybody else before we get into positions? Any other teams you were discussing? Um, I would say avoid any team that plays in Newcastle's group, which is Newcastle, Milan. Dortmund and PSG. Yeah, uh, except for Mbappe, who is fixture-proof. But everyone else, it, it's so hard to call. I literally do not know, um, you know, when you respect like Milan versus Newcastle. Milan may be better on paper, but Newcastle, Newcastle, Dortmund, again, like I said, bad in the domestic league, but they do have pedigree. It's so hard to call. Avoid all of them except Mbappe, I guess. Okay. Um, I I like to talk about two teams. I think worth. Uh, I think people will dismiss very easily. Uh, Feyenoord and Galatasaray. Mm. So Feyenoord, Dutch champions, back in the UCL after a very long time. Uh, so not much pedigree at this competition, but they've kept most of their best players, and they've got what is known as being a really like tough stadium to go to, and they play Celtic in match day one. And Celtic were really bad last season. Only took two points from the entire uh, competition in six games. No reason to uh, assume that Celtic have improved. You know, they've sought Postacoglu for Rogers. I think, like, match day one, really good fixture for Feyenoord. 
and Galatasaray. Start off at Copenhagen at home. Galatasaray, famously known for having a really tough stadium to go to, strengthened the team a lot. They've signed Icardi, yeah. Zaha, Angelino. It's it's a decent team. And, and um, Icardi has been on fire, I think. Top seven goals in the league. Yeah, seven yeah. goals in five, five games. I don't know how many games, but yeah. yeah. On pens. Uh, and, you know, they play United match day too. So even if you're holding, like you say, Sam, United a bit shaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think those are teams, uh, apart from the ones we already discussed, that I would consider. Napoli? Madrid in match day two, though. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. but I guess okay. it depends on yeah. strategies. Yeah. If you're only looking at match day one, then yeah, maybe. Osiman, uh, Di Lorenzo, I guess. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. Let's let's talk positions. We have drafts on the screen now, but these are very loose. And let's be honest, it's uh, uh, any draft now is is worthless because we're, we're going to change these like a hundred times before we get to deadline. Uh, let's start off with keeper, Sam. Why do you have a Shakhtar Donetsk keeper? Oh, I changed it. Tiva, you're not using my latest one. Okay, let's let. Tell me who is your latest, your current keeper. <laughs> okay, um, I went for the two cheapest possible keepers in the game. Okay, which because, uh, I decided to pump all my money up front. First off, I have um, Bene Benefica's new keeper, or not new keeper, but um, they sold their main keeper to Forest. So now a 4.0 keeper named Samuel Suarez has been starting all their domestic games. 4.0, Siva. 4.0. I mean... He is apparently not guaranteed to start this game, from what I understand. He has been starting every single game um, they have in the league. Yes, they signed a new keeper, but I think at 4.0, I'll take the risk. And he plays on the second day, so presumably you get a nailed keeper plays on the first day, on the Tuesday, yeah. who will... Hopefully. Make sure you don't have to think about this too hard. Who is the first keeper? <laughs> I'm not putting much hope on keepers. So my first keeper is um, Leipzig's keeper, Janis uh, Blaschwitz, who is 4.5. And is a really good price considering Leipzig play young boys on match day one, I think. And um, honestly, there are not many good value keepers who plays on match day one. Yeah. Um, I would love to have Jan Sommer. Who, but he plays on match day two, which then clashes with my other keeper. So mm. had to get rid of him. Really good pick though. I think if you're looking for a 4.5 keeper who plays in the match day two slot, Jan Sommer has an incredible 100% safe rate in the league right now because he's only faced he's, <laughs> because he's only faced one shot so far in the three games he's played for Inter and he saved it. So 100% safe rate, 100% clean sheet rate. Um, yeah, Inter haven't conceded yet, so okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of crazy that it's only face one shot. But 4.5, extremely cheap. Yeah, I don't see many keepers better for that at that price range. Now, there are better keepers if you move up in price, but I want to put all my money up front, so I've gone budget in the defense, okay. uh, in the keeper slots. I have Terstegan and Suarez uh, in my current draft. Terstegan's 5, 5.5, I will concede. Very expensive, but... Barca play Antwerp. Like I feel like that's a guaranteed clean sheet, but maybe I'm overspending there. Maybe I could spend it somewhere else. I, I think Jan Soma is a fairly decent shot for the price. Um, shall we talk defenders, right? So we both have Jules Kunde. He's 5 mil. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of one of those no-brainer picks. And... Yeah. So very involved in the Barca defense for clearances and um, 
yeah, clearances, I think. I, I looked it up <laughs> on who scored. Yeah, so which is what you want in um, in UCL Fantasy. You want players who take a lot of clearances, a lot of interceptions. They get more extra points. Yeah, and he's cheaper than... So they're wingbacks. Uh, I, I wanted a Barca wingback, but Balde, who is nailed at left-back, is 6 mil. I don't remember what to pay 6 wow. mil. Wow. Yeah, and Cancelo, who obviously we all love Cancelo, but he's competing with Sergi Roberto, who is a right-back as well. So I don't think Cancelo's nailed. Again, I think Kunde at five is uh, he's underpriced because he's cheaper than all the other Barca defenders. Yeah. So you and just go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm impressed to see. Well, maybe your current draft will change them, but at the time when I had this last draft of yours, you had a Kanji and I have Diaz. Uh-huh. Do you still have I, a city defender? <laughs> no, I I decided, Siva, um, like a few hours before we did this, that I will not have any. English Premier League players in my team because I'm just bored of seeing their names in FPL mm. every week. So zero players from EPL. So you've decided to ban players from the best league in the tournament. Yeah. It's, it's a bold strategy, Sam. Let's see if it pays off for you. I, I doubt it will. <laughs> but let's have fun, I guess. Okay, what, what are the defenders? Yeah. Um, what are the defenders? I have Di Lorenzo who you don't have, Siva, but Di Lorenzo always does well for Napoli, always gets assists, you know, really attacking. No-brainer pick to me. Okay, fair. Um, I may have to reconsider that. I play Serie A Fantasy and I have him there, so I probably really should be rethinking mm. this. Um, okay. Well, Alfonso Davis. Uh, yeah. Okay, you, you really don't like United. <laughs> I really don't like United. And I really like how Fonzi has been playing this season. Already okay. two assists, if I'm not mistaken. It's been doing well. So, yeah. Fonzie. We both have Dental Dumfries. Um, I changed mine to DiMarco, just to I be just, different. Just want to be... Just want to be However, different. I'm actually really considering Bastoni, who really is involved in terms of clearances, tackles, and interceptions in the defense. Not sexy, mate. You want the wingbacks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's mm, kind of why we're playing yeah. this game, right? Dumfries. That's why I went for. Yeah, that's why I went for Dimarco in the end because you know you want the sexy wingbacks. Allegedly, Dimarco is more nailed for Inter, but they've played the exact same minutes him and Dumfries so far. Four games, small sample size. Uh, Dumfries has scored one, assisted one. Dimarco has two assists. I, yeah. I think both are fine. You could even have yeah, you could even have both to be honest. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, my last defender is uh, Cavajal. Just uh, real Madrid pedigree, man. Just okay. banking on that. That's all. Yeah, I think uh, their fixture against Union Berlin should be fairly easy. Union, uh, very budget team. Like they, they're really just running this on a budget, and I, I don't see them doing anything against Madrid. Very inspiring story, but uh, I, I don't think mm-hmm. they'd be doing anything against them. Uh, I've got the two Leipzig guys. I'm surprised you don't have them. Uh, Heinrich. I really Ram. like them. I really like them, especially Realm. Very attacking. So both 4.5 uh, fullbacks and have gotten attacking returns already this season. So I think uh, viable shouts. Um, nobody else I think I would consider here except for maybe... So I consider Angelino, who plays for uh, Galatasaray, but he's 5.5 mil for a team that I don't think keeps a lot of clean sheets. So that feels very expensive. And I think Benfica have some decent options. Alexander Barr, 5 million right back. Uh, that's about it, I think. Uh, um, they have a centre-back. 
Antonio Silva, who I really like. Um, very involved with tackles, kind of, uh, you know, one of those players who, what's the term, what's the term? Sweeper? Not really, but he rushes out. He basically gets all the tackles in the team, so very involved. Um, last season was 4.5. I loved having him in. This year is a bit more expensive at 5, so, but still good. Yeah, and decent fixtures, I think. Uh, mm. Let's talk midfield, right? So let's, let's start off with the big ones, right? Um, you would you still have Saka? Oh, well, you've banned no, Saka, right? No, no, no Premier League players anymore. For okay, normal... first, first off, we both have Bellingham, right? You have yeah. to. He's severely underpriced at seven point five in the game. I think they did not expect him to do as well as he is for Real Madrid. La Liga top scorer, man. <laughs> yeah, five goals already in four games and scored for England this week. I you don't need to overthink this. Uh, Bellingham is definitely in. Uh, we both have Xavi Simons. Mm, I really like Simons. Um, I think he did really well at PSV last year and carried over his form to Red Bull this year. Yeah. And I have oh, we're not supposed to I... call them. They are not Red Bull. I'm sorry. They are called <laughs> RB Leipzig. We're going to get to with Red Bull there. Yeah. Completely <laughs> different entities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're called RB Leipzig. Yes. Um, yeah. So Zavi Simons look really good. I like Danny Olmo, uh, who's 7 mil, also from Leipzig. The only issue is he has a knock. So mm. again, one to dis- but the good thing about Leipzig is they play the first game of match day one. They play the early game, so you will get the lineup before deadline. Like not a uh, not a leak. Uh, like you get the legit lineup before deadline, so you can pick Daniel Omo if he starts. I think he's a really decent pick at seven mil. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Kimmich, you want to explain Joshua Kimmich? What, yeah, what he's been ever present in my team for as long as I've been playing. UCL Fantasy, and he does really well, actually. Occasional assist, very occasional goal, a lot of, um, what's that term to use? Ball recoveries. Just ticks along. Okay. Nice way to have, and always cheap. You know, he's, he's, every year he's cheap. So Okay. Not sexy, but okay, fair. Not sexy I mean, at all. Not sexy. Okay. Who else you got? Well, when you see my forward line, Siva, you understand why I need all this money. <laughs> I need all these cheaper options. Uh, I have Gundo, who also kind of has been doing really well for Barca. Kind of expensive though at 8, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But yeah, two assists already so far this season. Again, ball recoveries, assists. What more can you want? Yeah, I struggled with thinking about a Barca mid, but I didn't really consider Gundo. Maybe it's like almost I assumed he just would be too boring, but maybe maybe I need to rethink that. Because Gavi doesn't look very attacking. So yeah, maybe maybe Gundo. Maybe I need to yeah, go. Yeah, is always injured now. So Yeah. And um, lastly, I have Quentin Timber. Who? Fun fact. I just found out he is um, his twin brother. I yes, thought, I always kind of knew they were brothers, but I didn't know they were twins. They were twins, mate. How, how do you manage to get the, the worst Timber brother? Like... I, <laughs> so I again you mentioned Feyenoord 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 Feyenoord, Feyenoord. <laughs> earlier and I agree they're a really good looking team I think and they, they carried their form from last season still doing well this year so I looked into their midfielders I was considering a few of them I realized um, I looked into the stats Timber gets a lot of defensive actions and also a decent number of key passes. I think his key passes per game is something like one, which is pretty good for a DM. So he's cheap. Good chance of assists, maybe. He already has um one or two assists this year. 
He's five mil, by the way. Hmm. And nil. So, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a good enabler, I guess. Budget mids are really hard. I think the only guy I considered at five mil is the Benfica uh, midfielder. I'm going to struggle to pronounce his name. Frederick Arsnes, who's a, a Norwegian midfielder who plays everywhere for Benfica. He's the utility man. He plays fullback. He plays attacker. He plays mm-hmm. midfield. But he plays. And that's the most important thing. He gets attacking returns and he's 5 mil. So I, I like him. But I've kind of eliminated the budget mid from my area because if you look at my team on the screen, so I have Foden, 8 mil. I don't like Foden. He may not stay, but it's Champions League and I kind of want to be, again, maybe this is me being, this is as fun as I get having Foden. Like that's as exciting as I will be. Uh, I've got, I think, I can't believe you don't have him, but Marcus Duram, who is 6.5 mil, playing up front for Inter Milan, but he's a 6.5 million midfielder. So that's just, I mean, OP budget, uh, game-breaking kind of value. I don't. I think Lautaro is a bit expensive at 9 mil. So I, I like Marcus Theram at 6.5. And then Calvin Stengs, mm-hmm. attacking midfielder for Feyenoord. So I went 1 million more than you. And again, good fixtures, uh, good stats to start off the season, playing Celtic at home. I think Celtic's a really good fixture. So... On a match day one strategy, I think I like him, but maybe if I wasn't going match day one, I'd have somebody more reliable, like you say, a Gundo or somebody who you can keep. Fair enough, fair enough. I did hear about uh, Marcus Durham. Very mm. tempted. Um, very tempted, actually, to shift out Kimmich for Durham, but um, I decided to stay loyal to my guy, my guy who has done me well for the past three years. Okay, fair. Any other mids we haven't really considered here? There are a lot. I mean, uh, we didn't talk about Saka. We didn't talk about any of the United mids. Like Bruno tends to do really well in... Um, historically, Bruno does well in, in Champions League because uh, he's so involved, right? Besides of the besides the assist, you know, he gets tackles, he's running around. We, yeah, but tough picture, yeah. right? Bayern away, match day one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Leroy San, Sané. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of yeah, he's been doing really well for Bayern, actually. If I had the money, I would go for him. Actually, I typically have Sane. I haven't considered this season because I was rating Ooh. United, but maybe I should reconsider since you don't rate United. If you if you like Sane in previous seasons, you should see him now because with um, Harry Kane, they have a great partnership right now. He looks yeah. really good. One popular mid who I would normally pick and I'm not picking this season, Jao Mario, who plays for Benfica. Uh, typically very good. He's 8 mil this season, but he has lost pens to Di Maria, who has just joined. And Di Maria is a forward for some silly reason. Uh, this yeah. game is a bit weird. Martinelli is a forward as well, but Saka is a mid. So I'm not picking Jao Mario this year. Same, same. I think for that price, you know, I went for Gundo instead. So mm. Okay. And no Madrid mids, except for Bellingham. But I guess that's... Yeah, I think Bellingham is enough, man. He does everything in the team now, so yeah. Fair. All right, let's let's okay. My attack is Lewandowski, Haaland, and Icardi. Uh, Lewandowski and Haaland. Okay, you don't have Haaland. We'll skip Haaland. Um, good <laughs> luck to you. Lewandowski, no brainer, right? I don't have Lewandowski. Okay, he's he's not been that good, honestly. For they play, Barca, they're playing Antwerp. Me, Royal. You know who Royal Antwerp starting centre back is. Is it an old Premier League player name yes. that we should know? Yes, uh, we should know. Is it Belgian? Yes. Is it like Wertongen? 
or close. Outer Worlds? It's, it's Outer Worlds. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, mate. They're playing Toby Aldo Aldo. in 2023. Okay. <laughs> like he's already gone to the Middle East and come back. That's how old he is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know. Um, I'm happy with just Kundo. I, I went for Kane over um, Lewa. This is the anti-United bias in you. You're just going overboard. No, it's not. It's not even United. I think um, when I opened up the game, the very first player I picked in this entire game was Kane. He's been doing well for Bayern, and I miss him. I miss not being able to pick him FPL. So I decided he's going straight into my team. Okay, I mean it's not a bad pick. I mean Bayern by definition will be a good team, so it can only it can't go that wrong. He's adapted much better than Mane has, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. So yeah, I went Kane. I went Mbappe, which you don't have in your team for some reason. Yeah, and I went Lautaro. I went for Lautaro. He's been uh, doing really well for Inter in Syria. Five okay, goals, so you... six goals, a top scorer, if I'm not mistaken, in um, yeah. Syria. So yeah, fair. I, I I can't argue with any of those picks. Uh, Lautaro especially has looked really good, and I mean, it's just that. I mean, Inter play Sociedad on match day one. It's it's a good fixture, but it's not great. And I already have Marcus Thuram, so I, I don't want to commit too much to the Inter attack. And I have Mauro Icardi, who uh, p- people on Twitter who don't know football are telling me don't pick him. Um, but Icardi, as we discussed, right? Talisman for Galatasaray, Copenhagen home match day one is a really good fixture. Even if you needed to keep him, you'd take your chances against United. I think, yeah, he's just expensive. That's what's putting people off. Um and actually, Julian Alvarez, your initial draft is not a bad pick. Like I know why you went because you just wanted a cheap city guy. But yeah, if you think, if you think <laughs> but if you think about it, right, you'd expect Alvarez to play the easier games, especially. And they're playing Red Star Belgrade. Uh, Cravena Zaveda, English name is Red Star Belgrade. Match day one at home. Like Alvarez should actually have a really good haul, and he's so cheap. He's what seven mil. Yeah. I would love to have Alvarez, but you know, I decided not to have any EPL players, so he's not my team. Okay. But for a normal person, you'd recommend Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But the thing is, right, there's so many forward options. Like yeah. you mentioned earlier, there are even some good midfield options or options who should be in the midfield, but they place them in the forward and therefore no one is going to pick them, which is kind of sad because you can only have three and definitely you would have like one of Haaland or two of Haaland, Kane, Lewandowski, Mbappe, and then that's it, you only have one budget slot left. Yeah. With fair. like I, I, I don't know, 10 possible players. Yeah, fair. I may swap this simply because I may want a captaincy option for the second day. So I think, yeah, there's more to think about here. I didn't, neither of us have picked any Leipzig forwards. Uh, they've got Lois Appenda, Benjamin Sesko, Timo Werner. My concern is they have too many people and I don't think my guy gets 90 minutes. Yeah, I agree, I agree. One player I really like is Rafa Silva, Benfica, who has been playing really well. He has been um, scoring, I think, three or four goals already this season. Great Mm. partnership with Di Maria and 8 mil, so kind of cheap on the forward slot. Again, the only problem is that there isn't enough uh, forward slots. So, Yeah. Taremi, Porto? Mm. Shakhtar, match day one? Yeah. So... I don't know. I'm just not feeling Porto, I guess. They've, they, uh, they've... Form has been poor to start the season. I mean, they've won their games, but all like last-minute winners. So people yeah. feel like like three in a row. 
So people are a bit iffy on that. And I think Tarami hasn't scored or maybe only scored very few. Slightly more withdrawn. It's a bit weird. Mm. Not sure if he's even on pens because Galeno, who's the 6.5 mid, took the last pen but then missed it. Uh, a lot of uncertainty about Porto. And I I find it hard to read Shakhtar because they, on paper, they have a horrible team. Uh, they've uh, lost all their foreign players. They're basically playing a full Ukrainian squad. And they don't even get to play at home, obviously. Uh, they have to play in Germany. But they did okay last season, right? They took some points off Leipzig and they finished third in their group. They finished ahead of Celtic. They fight really hard. Some of their players would have played for Ukraine against England. It's, I, I don't know how to read them. They may not be as weak as we think they are. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's why I had a Shakhtar keeper in my first draft. He's mm. gone now. But yeah, um, that was my reasoning behind it. No, Victor Osman. Mm. Napoli. Yeah, again, just not enough slots. Um, I went for Lautaro over Osman. I think Osman's a great pick, but he's 10, right? Yeah. So I'm, I think Mbappe is a better pick. I think Harry Kane is also a better pick than Osimhen. And then I have not enough money to make my third striker Osimhen. Okay. So like I said, a lot of striker options. But, you know, you only, you only can pick three. Okay. Um. Anybody else? Uh, I did consider the final striker. Mexican guy, I want to say Dominguez. But he's taken a knock in international break. So it's one of those mm. uh, probably not worth the risk. Um... Anybody else have we not mentioned here? Who? I think that's about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, in the keepers, jumping all the way back, Kepa for Real Madrid. Mm, five mil. Cheap. Five mil. Five mil. Cheap. Very cheap route into that. Uh, I suppose you can't pick somebody like Jose Lu or somebody, right? And not, not nailed enough, right, for Madrid. Yeah. Plus, the whole team is not doing anything except for Bellingham. <laughs> With their meets, though, I think you can consider Kamavinga or um, Val- no, Valverde hasn't really been starting, right? No. In previous years, I would pick Valverde because he tends to get a lot of ball recoveries and the occasional assist and goal. More so mm-hmm. last year than, than normal. But yeah, it seems like he lost his place. But you know, um, they have players you can pick, but once you pick Bellingham, I don't know if I'll double up with two Real Madrid midfielders. Yeah, fixtures are fine, but not amazing to necessitate, I think, a double up. Uh, yeah. Um, one person who's not in the game still as we record this, but may have been added by the time you're listening, is Yasin Lamal, who plays for Barca, 16 years old, mm. very attacking, just scored in Spain uh, for his Spain uh, in his debut. Don't know if he gets added as a forward or midfielder, but if he comes in at a reasonable price, I think that's a very nice option. I would think forward based on um, the way yeah. they've categorized all the players, which kind of sucks because if yeah. he's a forward, I don't think anyone would pick him. Really good player though. Yeah. Much fairer though, if you think about it, like some of these guys really are forwards, right? Like Martinelli, fair is a forward. Although Wysaka is a mid, I, I don't know. But... <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. Any, anything else, Sam? I think that's... I wanted to keep I mean, it kind of short, but anything else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. It's yeah. really not much to talk about because we have no form to go off on or anything. It's purely just um, basing it vibes. on fixtures and vibes and maybe their domestic form, which doesn't always translate to Europe. But yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. I mean, because some of these... 
a team Sorry, playing like really. Say... Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say I'm really sad I can't pick any AC Milan players though because I love Rafael Leo and Malik Thiel. Thiel? Thiel? Malik Thiel, yeah. Thiel, yeah. Did really well for me last year, but with their group, I'm not going near them. Yeah, so I guess we should talk about Milan for a bit because in a normal season, you always have Liao, Theo Hernandez. These are like template picks. Uh, Theo is like the most expensive defender in the game, I think. Seven mil, right? Yeah. Yeah, Um, But you can't have them with their group. It's just too difficult a group. It doesn't just, you can't justify it really. Yeah. Um, Shame. It's a shame. Yeah. You got to play the fixtures. You only have six fixtures here. And uh, by game week four, everybody's rotating their teams anyway. So yeah, you you really sort of need to have a short-term mindset to this game, I think. So yeah, Mm -hmm. no Milan players, no Newcastle players, uh, uh, no Lazio players, no Atletico players, I think, as far as I can tell. Well, I did consider Griezmann for a bit because he was really good for Atletico last year, but he kind of hasn't really hit it off yet this year. Um, I did consider. Um, ah, suddenly I cannot remember. Argentinian Rodrigo de Paul. Rodrigo de Paul. Oh, okay, okay. Who has um, yeah, all action midfielder. I I think for UCL fantasy, all action midfielders are the best because all you need is some tackles, some interceptions. You get ball recovery points, occasional assists. Whoa, that's a haul already. And the fact that you can sub them out means you can take more of this kind of risk that you won't normally take in FPL. Mm. You know, kind of higher ceiling type of players, maybe. Yeah, and they, and they tend to be quite cheap, especially the DMs, right? So you can yeah. sort of use them to pad out the fact that you have a like god-tier attack and then you have some, <laughs> some DMs to sort of pad it out. Yeah, makes sense. I'm with you. Okay. I, I guess we will we will definitely tinker with these drafts. So you'll see the final drafts before uh, deadline. Uh, Mini League code will be in the description. So join up. And yeah, I guess uh, that's all for us now. Uh, that's it, guys. So have fun. Have fun. Have fun with yourself and the sea. Yeah. And if it goes well, we'll see you for match day two. If it doesn't go well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Oh, this is the thing.